Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Check, mic check, mic check. Alrighty, podcast friends, have you ever woken up? one day and all of a sudden something like is sprained or something hurts right i woke up and again like in the middle of the night because my my like toes were feeling kind of or they were hurting like the hell's weird so i you know i went back to sleep and then kept getting up and then so i finally woke up I'm like what the hell and like somehow could because my my uh on my left foot my second toe for some reason i i sprained it like you know i'm kind of uh, touching like the the joint the joints like what the hell I feel like I, I think I sprained my my toe but the weird thing was I went to sleep and like I didn't feel anything anything at all in my toe or my or in my left foot like nothing and then all of a sudden like I, I sprained it like I don't know if I, <laughs> if I had a weird dream and I was like kicking kicking someone or doing some martial arts or something I don't have no idea uh, but today we were talking about anamorphic on the Sony FX9 uh, is it usable, right? And usable is a pretty broad term, but I, I've shot two projects on the FX9 with anamorphic glass, um, basically using the Kawa 16H, uh, it, just a projector lens, and then behind it, um, I have one project I used the Helios 44.2, and then the other project I used um, an SLR Magic 50 millimeter micro prime for Sony E mounts, and then that one actually is so. So the way I, the way I have it configured, right, is you have like the the Kawa. Um, projector lens, right? And then uh, a company I found on Rapido Technology. I think they're they're pretty well known in the like DIY anamorphic space. Uh, but they sell like a step down ring, right? So or like a step up ring. And basically, you can do like seventy seven millimeters to uh, different types of projector lenses. They have stuff from like you know Kawa. Uh, they have stuff for um, uh, Isco Rama, I think is the other one. Bunch of different ones, and even different different Kawa Kawa projector lenses, right? Like the the 16H, and then all the other all the different ones. And basically, so I bought this this um, step down ring system that's 77 millimeters, and then uh, my SLR Magic uh, lens is 82 millimeters. So I just use that 82 to 77 uh, step down ring, and it worked out fine as far as like connecting things, right? Um, and and so with just with that, it, it's still a dual uh, it's a dual system anamorphic setup right or, or a dual uh focus system which is a pain in the ass uh, but i'll get to how how i um went around that i guess in a way uh, in a little bit but you know mostly is like is it usable right is it usable because the fx9 compared to other uh cameras out there that have a um say like a six by three mode or a four by three mode um or anything that or some of like some cameras have a anamorphic mode right like the Panasonic cameras, uh, the Blackmagic cameras, where right? they have like an actual anamorphic mode. Uh, some cameras don't have an anamorphic mode, but what they do is they have what's called like like open gate, right? And and so you might see cameras like some of the higher end uh, Reds. Uh, they might they, they call it different. They don't call it open gate. They call it like full format and whatever full format six by five, or full format two times anamorphic, right? And on the on the Airy cameras, the there is an open gate. Um, mode uh the z cams have an open gate mode and what open gate does is and again correct me if i'm wrong right but for for what i understand because 
um, the you know the FX9 is a full frame sensor, right? And it's actually a really large sensor if you if you go into like the technical specs of it, right? And so you know being able to use the full width of the sensor in OpenGate, with a lot of cameras do, uh, is how many people shoot. Uh, not necessarily anamorphic, but it's how they shoot, you know, 239. So, you know, you can take a cinematographer like Roger Deakins and, you know, he he has never shot on anamorphic lenses, but everything is delivered in, in 239 at the end of the day, right? All of his all of his films have been delivered in 239 for uh, for cinema projection, right? And so, you know, how do you how do you get the best bang for your buck in that sort of realm is you can shoot open gate, right? Which means you're using the full width of the sensor, and it might be, you know, open gate like six by five, or sometimes it's open gate three by two, depending on the camera uh, system. And what it allows you to do, it, it it gives you more freedom in post to basically move things around if needed. And also since in post, like since you're delivering not, you know, uh, say if you're, you're in Resolve or in Premiere and you're creating a sequence, right? That sequence usually for most of us is like 3840 by 2160 or 4096 by 2160 or 1920 by 1080, right? When you want to deliver um, straight into CinemaScope, or in 239, you know, you would use a sequence, say like 4096 by 1713 or 1714, right? So you're effectively kind of reducing the bottom and top portions of the frame. Uh, but if you capture in an in, in open gate, you have more of the sensor, you're basically using the entire sensor. So it gives you more room to play with in, in post if you need to reframe things or if you need to um, do a little digital zoom in, things like that, right? So that being said, now that you have that information, now that you have that, you know, knowledge, I guess I guess you can call it, um, is the FX9 usable, right? Because in that case, with the FX9 is if you shoot in 6K full frame mode, you have a lot of room in post to de-squeeze and then to crop in, right? Because, you know, you're using still a 17 by nine sensor. If you're using two times anamorphic, you're gonna get vignetting no matter what, right? So you have to crop in quite a bit in order to get rid of the vignetting. Um, if you're using, um, so this kind of goes back to like anamorphic setups, right? If you're using like like pure anamorphic glass, like the, the Kawa Evolutions from uh, PNS Technic, if you're using Alice or Ryan's, if you're using uh, fully housed or rehoused Lomos, if you're using, you know, um, Hawk Anamorphics, right? Like actual, uh, you know, fully housed anamorphic lenses or sets, you get very, very little vignetting, if that, if that makes any sense, right? And, and the reason why is because, you know, with, with that 6K full frame mode on the FX9, again, you're using, using every single like, you know, width and height of the sensor. And if you need to crop in and post, which you need to for anamorphic with the FX9, at least you're getting that, that full, um, the full fidelity of the image as you're cropping in, right? So you're not losing a lot, a lot of any image quality when you need to crop in and post with anamorphic glass since the FX9 doesn't have a dedicated anamorphic mode or like an open gate mode like the like the Alexa Mini or the Mini LF has, right? In my situation, since I had a dual focus system, I needed to get it into a single focus system. So Rapido Technology, they also have a uh, front variable diopter, I think that's what they call it. And basically it, it turns your, your Frankenstein DIY setup into a single focus system. Uh, the only thing with it though, the only con with it for me was as you go into minimum focus, the barrel begins to extend, right? Like kind of like, I don't know if you ever use some some of the older vintage lenses, but as you as you um, focus towards minimum focus, you can actually see like the barrel starts to like extend out, right? Like on, on some zoom lenses, they, they do that. And because it zooms out, that means that you're, you're getting even more vignette 
on the FX9, right? Which means you need to crop in even more. And I mean, cropping like like one point, I think I was cropping in like one point six times in, in resolve just to be able to, and I still had a little bit of a vignette left and I was like, fuck dude, but if I crop in anymore, like, you know, I'm not really getting the, the, um, the um the focal length that i i originally intended to you know uh, so long story short is is anamorphy usable it is usable as long as you are using a uh anamorphic lenses that are like fully housed you know not like some frankenstein diy stuff some of them work um some of them don't work in my in my experience uh again with the rapido with the rapido system that front variable adopter yes i was able to get it, to get it to a single focus system um but the downside is is I had so much vignette and I had a crop in so much in post, right? But the image still looked great, right? I, I didn't I didn't lose any I couldn't tell any kind of image degradation or anything like that. Um, cropping in so much, uh, again because you're using that six that six K full frame. Uh, now the FX9 does have a super thirty five mode, which you which you can always use on on two times anamorphic to kind of get rid of some of the vignetting. Um, but you do it depends on the lens too. But you do lose some of the the uh, depth of field, right? Because now you're in Super 35 compared to full frame. Uh, so there, so there is that caveat. Uh, but I want to to kind of make this quick, quick-ish uh, podcast episode for anyone who was who was thinking about um, shooting anamorphic on the FX9. If you if you can't go the route of you know, because I mean, let's be honest, right? If you're using two times anamorphic glass, it's usually pretty damn expensive even to rent them, right? Whether they're hawks. Or if they're, you know, cook anamorphics or master anamorphics, whatever you, whatever you're looking at, they're pretty expensive, right? Um, you can always get Orions. I, I've seen the footage from Orions. I'm not, a, I'm not really impressed with with them. You can always go the Orions. Um, you can always go the um, instead of two times anamorphic, you can always go like 1.5x uh, or 1.15 times anamorphic or 1.33 times anamorphic. Um, there are lenses now made, you know, specifically for 1.33 and 1.5. There's adapters that are made specifically for 1.5. Um, so you can always go that route, just like on, just like on any camera, if you're shooting um, 16 by nine or 17 by nine uh, on your sensor size. So uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that should be do it right there. If you, have any, if you have any like questions in regards to like how much vignetting or how much I was cropping in on post, like the actual number, just let me know. I, I can always load up the project and I can I can reply to your DM or whatever it is and tell you exactly how much I was cropping in with the exact um, setup that I that, that I had. And um, hopefully that can help you guys out in, in some in some way, shape, or form. Again, if you're if you're using like an FX3 or an FX6, the same thing the same thing applies. You know, like you, you still have to crop in on the sensor if you go in two times anamorphic. Uh, and, and, and again, my, my recommendation is if you're not using like a 1.33 times or 1.5 times lens or adapter system, definitely go with like a fully rehoused, uh, two times anamorphic set. So that way you don't have to crop in like so much in post, you know, where like normally a, you know, a 50 millimeter, um, anamorphic lens, which, you know, would equate to like a 25 millimeter, um, in once you, once you de-squeeze it. You know, you might have to crop in so much that now it's, it's sort of like a 45 millimeter or a 44 millimeter lens, you know, um, or a 35 millimeter lens. So just some some things to be uh, conscious about and some things to be aware about if you're looking into shooting anamorphic on the Sony uh, FX9. So I hope that that helps you out in some way, shape or form, friends. Uh, if you like this episode, please rate it on iTunes podcast. I would appreciate it. 
Subscribe to my podcast. As always, just you're notified of new episodes coming out, weekly episodes. I can't believe it's been over a year and I'm and I've still been able to put out weekly episodes. I have I, I am very impressed by myself. That shows you the dedication that I have when it comes to certain things. Other things, not so well, right? Um, what else? Yeah, we're getting close to the end of the year. November looks pretty actually slow for me. So, you know, every year I have about one or two months that are relatively slow. I might have one or two shoots or or in some cases, you know, like maybe maybe like one shoot or, or no shoots at all. So November is looking like that month to me, for me so far. I, I mean, I am on set three days the first week of November. Um, but I mean, that thing, that's it. So uh, it's still slow for me. October wasn't, wasn't too busy, but wasn't too slow. Uh, November again, all I have is those three and then December, December. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really looking for anything for December. So if anything comes up, I'll take it. If not, not a huge deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that is it for me. I will catch you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye-bye.